0: Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction Chapter 6, Section 1, The Scientific Revolution Setting the Stage As you recall, the period between 1300 and 1600 was a time of great change in Europe. The Renaissance, a rebirth of learning and the arts, inspired a spirit of curiosity in many fields scholars began to question ideas that had been accepted for hundreds of years. Meanwhile, the religious movement, known as the Reformation, prompted followers to challenge accepted ways of thinking about God and salvation. While the Reformation was taking place, another revolution in Europe thought had begun, one that would permanently change how people viewed the physical world. The Roots of Modern Science Before 1500, Scholars generally decided what was true or false by referring to an ancient Greek or Roman author or to the Bible. Few European scholars challenged the scientific ideas of the ancient thinkers or the Church by carefully observing nature for themselves. The Medieval View During the Middle Ages, most scholars believed that the Earth was an immovable object located at the center of the universe. According to that belief, the moon the sun, and the planets all move perfectly circular paths around the earth. Common sense, to be, uh, common sense seemed to support this view. After all, the sun appeared to be moving around the earth as it rose in the morning and it set in the evening. This earth-centered view of the universe was called the geocentric theory. The idea came from Aristotle, the Greek philosopher of the 4th century BCE. The Greek astronomer Ptolemy, expanded the theory in the 2nd century A.D. In addition, Christianity taught that God had deliberately placed the earth at the center of the universe. The earth was thus a special place on which the great drama of life unfolded. A New Way of Thinking Beginning in the mid-1500s, a few scholars published works that challenged the idea of the ancient thinkers and the Church. As these scholars replaced old assumptions with new theories, they launched a change in European thought that historians call the Scientific Revolution. The Scientific Revolution was a new way of thinking about the natural world. That way was based upon careful observation and a willingness to question accepted beliefs. A combination of discoveries and circumstances led to the Scientific Revolution and helped spread its impact. During the Renaissance, European explorers traveled to Africa, Asia, and the Americas, such lands were inhabited by people and animals previously unknown in Europe. These discoveries opened Europeans to the possibility that there were new truths to be found. The invention of the printing press during the period, during this period helped spread challenging ideas, both old and new, more widely among Europe's thinkers. The age of European exploration also fueled a great deal of scientific research, especially in astronomy and mathematics. Navigators needed better instruments and geographic measurements, for example, to determine their location in the open sea. As scientists began to look more closely at the world around them, they made observations that did not match the ancient beliefs. They found they had reached the limit of the classical world knowledge, yet they still needed to know more. A revolutionary model of the universe An early challenge to accepted scientific thinking came in the field of astronomy. It started when a small group of scholars began to question the geocentric theory. The Heliocentric Theory Although backed by authority and common sense, the geocentric theory did not accurately explain the movements of the sun, moon, and planets. This problem troubled a Polish cleric and astronomer named Nicholas Copernicus. In the early 1500s, Copernicus became interested in an old Greek idea that the sun stood at the center of the universe. After studying planetary movements for more than 25 years, Copernicus reasoned that indeed the stars, the earth, and the other planets revolved around the sun. Copernicus's heliocentric theory, or sun-centered theory, still did not completely explain why the planets orbited the way they did. He also knew that most scholars and clergy would reject his theory because it contradicted their religious views. Fearing ridicule or persecution, Copernicus did not publish his findings until 1543, the last year of his life. He received a copy of his book on the revolutions of the heavenly bodies on his deathbed. While revolutionary, Copernicus's book caused little stir at first. Over the next century and a half, other scientists built on the foundations he had laid. A Danish astronomer, Tycho Brahe, carefully recorded the movements of the planets for many years. Brahe produced mountains of accurate data based on his observations. However, it was left to his followers to make mathematical sense of them. After Brahe's death in 1601, his assistant, a brilliant mathematician named Johannes Kepler, continued his work. After studying Brahe's data, Kepler concluded that certain mathematical laws govern planetary motion. One of these laws showed that the planets revolved around the sun in elliptical orbits instead of circles, as was previously thought. Kepler's laws showed that Copernicus' basic ideas were true. They demonstrated mathematically that the planets revolved around the sun. Galileo's Discoveries An Italian scientist named Galileo Galilei built on the new theories about astronomy. As a young man, Galileo learned that a Dutch lens maker had built an instrument that could enlarge far-off objects. Galileo built his own telescope and used it to study the heavens in 1609. Then, in 1610, he published a small book called Starry Messenger, which described his astonishing observations. Galileo announced that Jupiter had four moons and that the sun had dark spots. He also noticed that the Earth's moon had a rough, uneven surface. This shattered Aristotle's theory that the moon and stars were made of a pure, perfect substance. Galileo's observations, as well as his laws of motion, also clearly supported the theories of Copernicus. Conflict with the Church Galileo's findings frightened both Catholic and Protestant leaders because they went against Church teachings and authority. If people believe the Church could be wrong about this, they could question other Church teachings as well. In 1616, the Catholic Church warned Galileo not to defend the ideas of Copernicus. Although Galileo remained publicly silent, he continued his studies. Then in 1632, he published Dialogue Concerning the Two Chief World Systems. This book presented the idea of both Copernicus and Ptolemy but it clearly showed that Galileo supported the Copernican, Copernican theory. The Pope angrily summons Galileo to Rome to stand trial before the Inquisition. Galileo stood before the court in 1633. Under the threat of torture, he knelt before the cardinals and read aloud a signed confession. In it, he agreed that the ideas of Copernicus were false. Quote, With sincere heart and unpretended faith I abjure, Curse and detest the aforesaid errors and heresies, and also every other error contrary to the Holy Church, and I swear that in the future I will never again say or assert anything that might cause a similar suspicion towards me. End quote. Galileo was never again a free man. He lived under house arrest and died in 1642 at his villa near Florence. However, his books and ideas still spread all over Europe. In 1992, the Catholic Church officially acknowledged that Galileo had been right. The Scientific Method The revolution in scientific thinking that Copernicus, Kepler, and Galileo began eventually developed into a new approach to science called the Scientific Method. The Scientific Method is a logical procedure for gathering and testing ideas. It begins with a problem or question arising from an observation. Scientists next form a hypothesis or an unproved assumption. The hypothesis is then tested in an experiment or on the basis of data. In the final step, scientists analyze and interpret their data to reach a new conclusion. That conclusion either confirms or disproves a hypothesis. Bacon and Descartes The scientific method did not develop overnight. The works of two important thinkers of the 1600s, Francis Bacon and Rene Descartes, helped to advance the new approach. Francis Bacon, an English statesman and writer, had a passionate interest in science. He believed that by better understanding the world, scientists would generate practical knowledge that would improve people's lives. In his writings, Bacon attacked medieval scholars for relying too heavily on the conclusions of Aristotle and other ancient thinkers. Instead of reasoning from abstract theories, he urged scientists to experiment and then draw conclusions. This approach is called empiricism, or the experimental method. In France, René Descartes also took a keen interest in science. He developed analytical geometry, which linked algebra and geometry. This provided an important tool for scientific research. Like Bacon, Descartes believed that scientists needed to reject old assumptions and teachings. As a mathematician, however, he approached gaining knowledge differently than Bacon. Rather than using experimentation, Descartes relied upon mathematics and logic. He believed that everything should be doubted until proven by reason. The only thing he knew, for certain, was that he existed, because as he wrote, quote, I think, therefore I am, end quote. From this starting point, he followed a train of strict reasoning to arrive at other basic truths. Modern scientific methods are based on the ideas of Bacon and Descartes. Scientists have shown that observation and experimentation, together with general laws that can be expressed mathematically, can lead people to a better understanding of the natural world. Newton explains the law of gravity. By the mid-1600s, the accomplishments of... Copernicus, Kepler, and Galileo had shattered the old views of astronomy and physics. Later, the great scientist Isaac Newton helped to bring together their breakthroughs under a single theory of motion. Newton studied mathematics and physics at Cambridge University. By the time he was twenty six, Newton was certain that all physical objects were affected equally by the same forces. Newton's greatest discovery was that the same force ruled motion of the planets and all matter on Earth and in space. The key idea that linked motion in the heavens with motion on Earth was the law of universal gravitation. According to this law, every object in the universe attracts every other object. The degree of attraction depends on the mass of the object and the distance between them. In 1687, Newton published his ideas in a work called The Mathematical Principles of Natural Philosophy. It was one of the most important scientific books ever written. The universe he described was like a giant clock. Its parts all worked together perfectly in ways that could be expressed mathematically. Newton believed that God was the creator of this orderly universe, the clockmaker who had set everything in motion. The Scientific Revolution Spreads As astronomers explored the secrets of the universe, other scientists began to study the secrets of nature on Earth. Careful observation and the use of the scientific method eventually became important in many different fields. Scientific instruments. Scientists developed new tools and instruments to make the precise observations that the scientific method demanded. The first microscope was invented by a Dutch maker of eyeglasses, Zacharias Janssen, in 1590. In the 1670s, a Dutch drapery merchant and amateur scientist named Anton van Leeuwenhoek used a microscope to observe bacteria swimming in tooth scrapings. He also examined red blood cells for the first time. In 1643, one of Galileo's students, Evangelista Torricelli, developed the first mercury barometer, a tool for measuring atmospheric pressure and predicting weather. In 1714, the German physicist Gabriel Fahrenheit made the first thermometer to use mercury in glass. Fahrenheit's thermometer showed water freezing at 32 degrees. A Swedish astronomer, Anders Celsius, created another scale for the mercury thermometer in 1742. Celsius's scale showed freezing at zero degrees. Medicine and the Human Body During the Middle Ages, European doctors had accepted as fact the writings of an ancient Greek physician named Galen. However, Galen had never dissected the body of a human being. Instead, he had studied the autonomy of pigs and other animals. Galen assumed that human anatomy was much the same. A Flemish physician named Andreas Vesalius proved Galen's assumptions wrong. Vesalius dissected human corpses and published his observations. His book, On the Structure of the Human Body, 1543, was filled with detailed drawings of human organs, bones, and muscle. In the late 1700s, British physician Edward Jenner Jenner, introduced a vaccine to prevent smallpox. Inoculation using live smallpox germs had been practiced in Asia for centuries, While beneficial, his techniques could also be dangerous. Jenner discovered that inoculation with germs from a cattle disease called cowpox gave permanent protection from smallpox for humans. Because cowpox was a much milder milder disease, the risks for this form of inoculation were much lower. Jenner used cowpox to produce the world's first vaccination. Discoveries in Chemistry Robert Boyle pioneered the use of the scientific method in chemistry. He is considered the founder of modern chemistry. In a book called The Skeptical Chemist, 1661, Boyle challenged Aristotle's idea that the physical world consisted of four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Instead, Boyle proposed that matter was made up of smaller, primary particles that joined together in different ways. Boyle's most famous contribution to chemistry is Boyle's Law. This law explains how the volume, temperature, and pressure of gas affect each other. The notions of reason and order, which spurred so many breakthroughs in science, soon moved to other fields of life. Philosophers and scholars across Europe began to rethink long-held beliefs about the human condition, most notably the rights and liberties of ordinary citizens. These thinkers helped to usher in a movement that challenged the age-old relationship between a government and its people and eventually changed forever the political landscape in numerous societies.